smartcast you are listening to a mint production brought to you by hd smartcast hi i am abhinav call and welcome to this edition of why not mint money podcast the next generation of rich indian families are becoming more globalized with many young members of the family pursuing foreign degrees and choosing to live abroad Experts say that rich Indian families have started focusing on residency or citizenship by investment option as an investment asset. Today, we have with us Shilpa Menon, Senior Director India at LCR Capital Partners, a US-based investment and advisory services firm. She'll help you understand what alternative residency programs are, why Indians are opting for them, and what are their benefits. Let's listen in. Hi. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money. a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth so let's get started on your money journey hello shilpa uh, welcome to why not mint money podcast thank you for having me here abhinav so first of all uh, if you can explain what does investment based uh, immigration programs mean right so these are actually called alternative residency offerings you know uh, essentially it is about creating optionality for high net worth families today families they are not just looking at securing a great financial return in terms of investments they are also looking to understand how they can secure the future for their next generation for example right they want options they want global options for their family and alternative residency or basically uh, using investments uh, to secure immigration in another country is seen as a very important part of their legacy plan so essentially these uh, investment by uh, immigration by investment programs they will enable uh, families to uh, get hold of either a permanent residency or a citizenship in a different country uh, by making an investment in that country so it becomes a win win for both the country as well as the investor uh, so uh, when we talk about indians uh, what are the prime uh, driving force behind going for these investment based immigrant programs right so in a lot of different countries you'll see people uh, try to move because of you know some security or safety issues etc in india it's not so you know it's, uh, typically indians are doing this more for the next generation most of the clients that we work with do this as a way of securing uh, say academic or career opportunities for their kids a uh, few of them are also working in multinational corporations so they already have a chance to live abroad they just want to make the entire process a little bit seamless by having you know their visa or rather residency situation completely ironed out they don't want surprises so that's another way they do it business families also they're looking to expand overseas they do want to diversify and then there is another set of uh, families who are just taking this as an option in just a ca- in in the case that in the future they happen to need it uh, and they cannot see far out in the future but they really want to plan it out because you know there are various things at play right there is currency risk there is uh, what are the programs are not there anymore in the future you know so might as well make use of these programs when they are around so these uh, alternative residency programs are uh, essentially investments so when we talk about investments where the money is invested in which avenues and what right. kind of returns or benefits one can expect right so typically these investments uh, are geared towards providing you a different kind of a lifestyle so if you see the return it's not really financial return like for example you would put money in your stock market or 
uh, you know, in some debt fund, and you have X return that is expected out of that fund, right? Uh, th- that's not the case usually with in- uh, investments which are made for the purpose of obtaining uh, permanent residency or citizenship. The ultimate benefit is actually getting to live, work, and study in that country. Uh, and be treated on par with those the citizens over there, the residents over there. So that's the actual return you're getting. Investments are, you know, depending on different programs in different countries, the investments will vary. Uh, for example, in the US, you have this investment uh, which actually needs to be made in the economy and you need to create 10 jobs there per, in, per application. So that is the whole goal of the government to get international money to come in and uh, create jobs in the economy. There are some other uh, locations like Portugal, for example, where you can directly invest in real estate. Okay, so that's uh, you can also invest in private equity funds, in fact, uh, in Portugal. So various different countries will have different modes of investments. And so therefore, you need to analyze what route is you know good for you and how much risk you want to take. Typically, in terms of financial returns, these are uh, usually not, uh, they don't usually pay out a lot of return because these are seen as cheap capital by uh the developers or whoever's accepting this money from you overseas for them this is cheap capital so typically uh, there's not a lot of return that uh, comes your way in terms of financial uh, uh, financial uh, returns but the way our clients look at it this is basically providing them a gateway to a different kind of a future which they would not have been able to with just their indian passport right Right. So, are there any prominent alternative residency programs uh, globally, and uh, uh, which programs would be more in demand among Indians? In India, we've seen, uh, we've actually analyzed quite a bit of these things. The US program has always been very, very popular. It has always been um, in the last few five years. It become even more popular among Indians. In fact, it should be dominated by Chinese investors uh, way back. But now Indians are really catching up uh, and I don't see any change in the demand levels even now, despite the amount having gone up to $800,000 right now. So there is still steady demand for this, um, mainly from uh, parents who are looking for options for their children who anyway decided to study abroad or are looking for jobs in the US. Another very popular program is the Portugal Golden Visa, for example, because uh, there's the ease of actually getting a golden visa and then converting it into a citizenship after five years. You don't really need to emigrate or start staying there. You can just be in Portugal for seven days in a year on an average and still get it. So it's one of the easiest way to get a European passport. I mean, having said that, anybody who aspires for a foreign passport needs to know that they will need to surrender their Indian passport because India does not allow dual uh, citizenship. And there are some direct citizenship programs as well. Uh, right. Are they in demand by Indians? So there are a few. There Very sporadically, we've seen people wanting a direct citizenship. Like I said, in India, people are not looking at immediate moving. They just want optionality for the future. So typically, people, uh, you know, investors who look for these direct citizenship program where you directly get a passport, are from usually from countries where there is say for example civil unrest that's in our opinion that's what we've seen in our experience or where there there is some personal family urgency where they need to migrate to another country immediately that's when they look for it uh, there is also another program in um, the caribbean called the grenadian citizenship by investment program which actually provides you an e2 visa in the us if you have the grenadian passport so there are some investors who want to get to the us in using that route and then they they would go for it but overall in our client base we do not see that much traction for direct citizenship program 
people are more interested in residency uh, and then they want to take their time to decide if they want to convert it into citizenship or not right uh, but recently there were there was some there was an indian government data which said 4 lakh indians gave up their citizenship in the recent years so right. how should one read this data then no so this is actually a mix of everything they don't really break down this is not uh, directly proportionate to anybody who's applying for immigrant uh, investor programs this is across right so uh, even if my friends who would have passed out with me around say uh, 18 years or 16 years ago they would have now converted their h1b to green card for example they would and then they would apply for the citizenship even those folks would be coming under this so they are you know this is not necessarily people who are uh, investing their way to get the citizenship this this is all sorts of people and as you know there is so much of indian diaspora in every country so this is all kinds of naturalization right so uh, you talked about a uh, us uh, visa program eb5 yeah. which cost around 800000 right uh, you also mentioned P- portugal and some countries in europe so what kind of uh, investment uh, one requires in the in these programs so like i said in the us it's a, a investment uh, that you need to make to create jobs so typically there is something called as a regional center in the us and lcr the firm that i work for uh, is actually a regional center and fund manager we take on investments from different uh, investors and pool it into in qualified projects which are actually government qualified and can take this money in and they will create jobs on the behalf of investors after a period of say 5 or 6 years and once the uh, investor has finished their entire process there's a whole process of first getting a conditional green card and then converting it into a permanent green card at the end of that period they then can get their money back from the project so of course there are no guarantees because your money is supposed to be at risk but essentially that's how it works and uh, that's why working with someone like us we can be uh, very very careful with your money and make sure try it uh, make sure that it's invested in the correct projects right kind of projects safe projects so that's how it works in terms of other pro- programs for example in portugal you have two or three different routes of investing you can start at as little as 280000 euros uh, there's a 350000 euros option there is a 500000 euros option depending on your risk profile and what you want to invest in you could directly buy a house you could invest in a, a property part partly own a you know property or you could also invest in a private equity fund or a private real estate fund so it all depends on what option really suits you at that point and we are here to explain all of these typically that's what we guide investors with right uh, but under the liberalized remittance scheme of the rbi there is a cap of 250000 on overseas investments by indians uh, in a year uh, but yeah. these programs usually cost more so what is the way around so it's there's no way around so typically every uh, investor i mean typically most of these applications are Uh, done by more than one family member so there are multiple remittance limits there's also people also use try to use two different fiscal years to make sure that they come up with the entire amount right which is in a in a compliant way so there are ways to do it in full compliance with the regulations and people that therefore need to start planning early uh because if they not do not start planning early and set aside uh, you know start diversifying into a different currency then again they're going to be hit with these kind of issues going forward uh and uh, there are like in, for indians or globally european citizenship programs are quite in demand uh, but there are some non eu countries like montenegro uh, which are also in demand why is that and uh, do these non eu residency programs make sense 
so typically what happens is when a program becomes very popular the processing time typically for it goes up as you can imagine uh, a lot of people going into the same program and the program uh, authorities or the immigration authorities sometimes do not have the bandwidth and with with the war etc things have exacerbated right so but what happens is there are some other programs uh, and they are always going to be advised and they're going to be coming out with their own programs every country wants a piece of this so there will always be new programs the the what we've seen with our investors is that when we uh, tell them that a, a, a program is right now not in the european union for example but is going to have you know get into the european union very soon uh investors are a little wary because they want to be certain of things like for example uh if i say that it's going to join the eu in 3 years time um investors become a little bit nervous because ultimately the whole benefit of trying to get something uh like the european um, passport or trying to get a european residency which converts to a passport is to actually get the benefit of the entire european re- region right to actually live work and study there but if you are not able to do that and if anything is a risk to that if it's uncertain then it the investment may not be as worth so why would someone want it to someone would say that i'd rather wait and use this, the programs that are available and i know for sure that these will give me citizenship rather than go into a program that i am not sure will give me the same benefit so that's one of thinking that some investors have all right one question is on like recent developments in case of ukraine russia war and covid yeah. uh have you seen any impact on of these events on the on alternative residency visas on timelines or processing timelines for sure timelines for sure in fact uh, the entire alternative residency industry has seen a lot of upheaval in the recent times even with the us program the last year they were uh, ne- negotiating a lot of terms and the regulations they were coming up with new regulations so or around for 8 months the us eb5 program the regional center program had come to a halt and it was suspended so it was very frustrating for investors but luckily they've updated the regulations and uh, they have actually grandfathered so anybody who comes in now will completely be protected similarly with the war uh, and with because of so much demand a program like a portugal golden visa program first received a lot of demand then there was covid and then there was also a uh, ukraine war so because of all of this they had so much of uh, you know there was a major bandwidth crunch and they were also looking to actually uh update their technical technology system in the back end that also did not help things so overall the processing timelines went for a toss in the portugal program as well so last year when we were saying that you would get it within 8 months or so now we have people who have invested last year but they've still not got their card so uh yes things have taken a toll on these programs and i think uh you know it's it's not something that is unusual in this industry unfortunately we've seen most programs get hit by these snags Uh, and there was also another impact like in the case of uk which re, uh, in at the start of the year suspended their program because of the ukraine russia war specifically okay. so because of scrutiny and everything so uh, do you see that impact on other countries as well so there has been a furor and in fact this has been going on the discussion has been going on for a few years where um, you know a lot of forces uh, question or challenge the direct citizenship program there's not so much of flag drawn by the residency to citizenship because you're at least getting people in uh, by way of residency and over time you are converting them to citizenship after testing out a few things so that is still more acceptable to a lot of the nations but a lot of them are not very happy 
uh, that you are providing citizenships to people based on investments directly right you know, without any waiting period so that has drawn flack and it's also drawn flack because uh, there's not enough scrutiny perhaps in the paperwork or the investor scrutiny for example the us program has always had very high levels of investor scrutiny and the paperwork the source of funds etc that's not the case necessarily with all different kinds of programs so in our view i think uh, over time people will just uh, improve the um, you know paperwork documentation processing and scrutiny if the programs have to stay and stay here for good uh, slowly it will probably evolve to that level yeah so uh, that's it for my side sherpa thank you for talking to us thank you again it was a pleasure to be hosted that's it for today if you have any questions you can write to us at mintmoney@lightmint.com if you want me to cover any specific topic DM me at @abhinavkaul at Twitter to stay updated on this podcast follow SC Smartcast on Facebook Instagram Twitter YouTube and LinkedIn to listen to more such podcast log on to scsmartcast.com or suno naye nazariye se This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast HD Smartcast